0: What's going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me as always is my podcasting partner, Paul.
1: I love Scotch. Scotchy Scotch Scotch. And we <laughs> are
0: here with a pre-draft edition of Bright Side of the Suns for the Fans by the Fans podcast. We have got a right. s- I got it right. We have a special guest with us this week shar from theredcouch.net and i love anchor man paul
1: and it is an absolute pleasure to be here with you guys today talking about the bright side of arizona sports
0: all right i like the enthusiasm and uh, unlike what most people are, your opinion unlike what most people are thinking right now theredcouch.net not an adult site It's an excellent site. Go check it out.
1: I can 100% affirm that while it sounds like a porn site, it is clearly – it is not a porn site yet, and we need your support, (laughs) sports fans and news and entertainment fans of uh, the United States and the rest of the world to keep it a sports and entertainment site. So log on to theredcouch.net whenever you get a chance, and – Check out our stuff. The yet part scares me a little bit, but we won't get into that <laughs> right yeah, now. No, it's fine. No. We'll
0: the yet part intrigues me. We'll just, that, that scares me more. <laughs> that, that intrigues you. Um, all right. So we have the draft coming up this week. It's
2: been a crazy couple of days. It has
0: been a crazy couple of days. And the first thing that is on the old agenda here, uh, as many of you out there hopefully know by now, the Celtics and the 76ers landed a deal or... Blockbuster. Blockbuster, sure. Where uh, the 76ers have moved up to the number one pick and the Celtics have slipped back down to three. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we went on air, but the initial question is, could the Suns have maybe snuck in there and taken the 76ers spot and made that trade with the Celtics to get up to number one, and if so... Who should the Suns have taken if they got up to that number one spot? We're playing a little fantasy land here right now. Uh Bear with us. We do that a lot. We do that a lot. (laughs) Maybe we can do that on the RedCash.com when it comes Mm -hmm. to the (laughs) point. Again, the operative word is yet there. (laughs) Terrifying me, guys. (laughs) You know what, Paul? I'm going to step away from our usual flow and let Char handle this one first, if you're so inclined, sir, since you're the guest of honor today. Put
1: me on the hot seat already. On the hot seat. I like it. I like it. You know – if I were the Suns and I had the number one pick, first of all, I would have done whatever it, it would have taken to get that number one pick. Um, but you guys aren't going to like my answer. I don't think the masses are going to like my answer. But I not think, Markel Fultz, you mean? And not Markel Whoa, Fultz. Who, who, who. If you ask me, I think this draft, you know, whether we like it or not, is all about Lonzo Ball. Wrong. <laughs> allow me. Allow me to make my case. Allow me to make my case. I think I would take Lonzo for two simple reasons here. First, I think Lonzo is clearly the best player in this draft. And I think with the number one pick, you got, whether it's need or, you know, whatever your roster says, you got to go with the top pick. And this is a guy who all year has been described as Jason Kidd with a jump shot. And if you're offering me Jason Kidd with a jump shot, I'm not saying no. But mostly, speaking to his talent, if you close your eyes and you somehow are able to imagine a universe without LeVar Ball, I don't think there's any question this guy's going number one. I think. It's mainly a case of too much dad, all the time in all the wrong places, and too much noise, and that's what's bringing a stock down.
0: Um, I, I, now, 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 before Paul yells at you, <laughs> I, I don't want that to happen. Well, I guess Paul's I already yelled at of, everybody. Paul's already given, you know, showed his hand a little bit there because he yelled wrong abruptly. So, Paul, you obviously don't agree with Char. Please, yeah, i mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start off on the Jason Kid comparison
2: because I. I hate that comparison off the top because Jason Kidd was an elite defender. Ball is, at best, an average defender. And if you're going to compare him with a Devin Booker, who is currently a below average to terrible defender, that is a bad start for a backcourt when you you need one of those pieces to be able to at least guard the best guard on the other team. And that does not offer that opportunity. Two, I'm concerned about his jump shot because the form is so funky. It goes in in
0: college. It goes in, but the question is, can he get it off in the NBA? That can form is admittedly college, atrocious. College basketball hoops are the same as NBA ones. Just going <laughs> to
2: just gonna throw that ta- out I'm there. not talking about getting into the hoop. I'm talking about actually getting it to release. Well, you said getting into the hoop initially. I'm just saying. Okay, thank you for the technicality. <laughs> Lawyered. I accept it's not the technicality.
0: It's just an <laughs> actuality, but go on.
2: But, anyways, and this is all irrespective of the existence of LeBar Ball, who is just a a circus and belongs in Los Angeles. um, Because we have enough other circus-y kind of things going on in Phoenix right now. We don't need another uh,
0: circus, circus, another ring to that circus.
1: Well, pray tell you, what circus do we have going on? I I mean, since 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 Marquis Morris
0: left town, it
1: seems like the circus has kind of gone off. And we've had less drama over the course of the last season. So, but I want to quickly before you know you get you, we get into the circus discussion here. I think you raised a good point. I think the second reason I would take ball is uh, I look at everything with the Suns' development and future planning right now from the perspective that we have a budding star in our shooting guard. Yeah, um, and you know he's a star, not just you know a, someone that could potentially be a perennial all star, but he's someone that could perennially be. I'm already jumbling words. Uh, we're not. I'm not even. Into I my und- first you're not the like one you who's drinking. I understood exactly. you. I understood you. <laughs> uh, but he's he, Booker is someone that could you know be on the All NBA team uh, every year, and we need to start from the premise that what is what's the thing that we could do to make Booker the most successful player he could be, and I think at this point it's if you can get a pass first point guard that you know defers to Booker on the offensive end and can set him up and get him easier shots, which is something that I think Alonzo can do. I mean, I think that's the To me, it's it would be the ideal choice in this scenario.
2: I I I get your point, and that is actually let's let Justin talk. He hasn't really talked at all yet. That's
0: that's that's Paul. That's Paul (laughs) saying I get your point, and I have no counterpoint. So I'm (laughs) actually it's it's not that I don't have Um, a counterpoint. I just don't want uh, to monopolize it. If 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 I was at number one, I think I would. uh, I'm going to lean towards agreeing with Shar here and say that I would probably look at taking Ball uh, at that pick as well. I get the arguments for Fultz. Uh, the issue that I see is that while Fultz is a point guard by trade, I see a lot of... You know, he's a scoring point guard. He's not a pass-first point guard, and sure. I think Sharp brings up a good point that with the roster that Suns have in place right now, they've got a scorer in Booker. They've got a scorer who goes a bit forgotten in TJ Warren because he missed a lot of time last year, but if he's healthy, that guy, that guy can put the ball in the right. hoop, and... Eric Bledsoe, the current point guard, is obviously not an ideal distributor. I'm obviously a huge Bledsoe fan. I've said that for a very long time, but I think that as far as the development of the Suns, the development of this youth goes, if they can get a pass first point guard who can also shoot, oh. um, they're, they're, that's going to that's going to take them a lot further along. It's going to take them, um, you know, closer to a championship in like whenever the Golden State Warriors are done. Uh, Dan, Which might not Dan be Denmark, for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. so We're all um, agreed there. Yeah, I mean, I think that I would probably lean towards taking ball too. And I've, I've liked ball even before this whole LeVar ball thing happened. Frankly, I kind of wouldn't, wouldn't mind hearing like the LeVar ball show once a week here in Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, in the very least, it would be entertaining, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because you can actually make an argument, and I know a lot of – This argument was actually made a little bit prior to the actual draft lottery where there was the possibility of the Suns getting the number one pick, and you could have made the argument that from a standpoint of need, Josh Jackson is actually the best choice for the Suns, period. And even if you had number one, he might be the best guy to go with. If he reaches his potential, he could actually be the best guy in this draft because he does have vision. He does have defense. He has pops out this world, and his shot may not be as broken as some people think it is. So Hot take, Paul.
0: <laughs> so if he
2: actually is able to put it all together, he could be an an excellent player, be that compliment scorer, also be able to cover for Booker on the defensive end, and help with that di- um, that distribution. Because Booker's not, not too shabby from a passing end as well, so you get it's a bunch brilliant. of guys who like to move the ball around, you can simulate something similar to what's going on in uh, Golden State right now where that ball does not stop that ball sure. is not it's not trapped in the hands of Kyrie or LeBron it's moving around to everybody makes that extra pass to get that wide open shot with the highest percentage
1: sure and i guess one of my problems with sorry to jump in and cut you off Justin but i think right, i think one of the things that's driving me crazy is watching how hard Booker has to work to get a shot mm-hmm. or to get a good oh, shot yeah. And I think he is a good facilitator, but I think he's a great scorer. And I think asking him to facilitate and sometimes run the offense, because like you said, Justin, you know Bledsoe is, isn't exactly a pass-first point guard. You know, he's a guy in his own right who could put up a lot of points on the board. Um, and he, in fact, he played shooting guard next to John Wall in mm-hmm. college. Uh, and same thing, you know, same thing goes with Brandon Knight off the bench. So it, it would be nice to see Booker have to work. Uh, not as much to get his own shot and not as much to set up other teammates and have another guy to do that and just let Booker be the scorer on this which, team.
0: Which, frankly, could lead to fixing this defensive problem that Paul likes to bring up constantly yeah. with, with Devin right. Booker. Right. Oh, and I, I agree with that, too. But let's – do you have anything else mm-hmm. right there? We're going to go up somewhere? No? Okay. okay. Um, Paul, I guess, Paul, you didn't really answer, though. Who would your number one pick be if sons was Suns or- is it Josh Jackson? No, actually it's it Marco Fultz.
2: Fultz. Okay. It's Fultz. I mean, if you if you're going to put these guys in tiers, like if you were to, here's a good example. We take we take the playoffs of the last this past season in the NBA. Golden State was clearly up here. The Cavs were on another level. Paul's putting know.
0: his hand very high in the air for Golden State very just for those the listening. And the
2: Cavs were clearly below them and then but then there was another big gap between for everybody else. And in my mind you look at these players. False is up here. False is a complete player. Lonzo Ball is great at some very good things sure. that are very important, but has some flaws. And you have a bunch of other guys that have strengths and weaknesses. And depending on what you need, they they can they can fit that. And if they all live up to their potential, if they live up to their potential, they could become something better than what they are. So from that standpoint, when you got the number one pick, you got to take the best player available. And in my mind, that's what Marco False.
0: Alrighty, well, let's move on. Step out of fantasy land now, yeah. perhaps. Fantasyland's always a fun. Yeah, I idea. Was, it was enjoyable. I track I, I to liked
2: it. Back to singing. reality. You were not <laughs> kidding about his play. singing abilities. Yeah, this dude, is this is Boys solid. Got some pipes. Just Boy, keep it, does it up, have a some
0: pipes. Um, so, a little salt and pepper. What's actually happening though is the Sixers have the first pick. Uh, the uh, Lakers have the second pick. The Celtics have the third pick. and Because we can't have nice things. Because we can't have nice things. The Suns have the fourth pick. But I think they will get a nice thing. Um, Agreed. I think we can all agree that Sixers are going with Fultz. Yes? Yes. Unfortunately, yes. Okay. Well, he is trusting that process. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and can we all agree that the Lakers are going ball?
2: After what happened today, yeah, definitely. I mean, they don't have a logjam in the backcourt anymore because D'Angelo Russell is now a net.
0: I I agree, and even I know we're getting, getting to reality. reality. Here's lovely this time. It's of not YouTube, New Jersey but... anymore, dude. It's
2: Brooklyn. It's oh, awesome. Shit, that's
0: right. <laughs> I forgot about that. And if you know, my... it's only been three
1: years.
2: Whatever, <laughs> it's fine.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna gotcha. say, it, it, stepping back in a fantasy land for a second. Even though I think we're all agreed, the ball's going there. How amazing! How amazingly phenomenal would it be to watch LeVar Ball's face in live action if the Lakers pass up
2: on him?
0: I, I am here for that. I, I, God, I would give so much to see that happen.
2: I mean, I, I don't want his face. I want a Kanye West moment. I want him running up on that stage... Done. I'm gonna let you finish. Taking the mic But Lonzo should have been on Laker, right? Oh, right. <laughs> I feel that like I amazing. feel like he
0: would just like run up there and like I don't know throw like a big ball or shoe at <laughs> Adam Silver or something like that. I, it would be weird one way or the other, but it would be hilarious. Uh, that would be fantastic, uh, but in all likelihood, not going to happen. And even if they were to pass on him, I think we would probably all assume they're still going to take a point guard, maybe De'Aaron Fox. Sure. you like had mentioned sure. it earlier. Um, so. Let's all assume that Lakers go point guard at two, regardless of who it is. Who's going three? Because that's obviously something that has huge implications for the Suns, because we'll figure out who the Suns have left to choose from. Paul, well, you first. Just, thank you. Well, if, if, this, if
2: the scuttlebutt is true in any way, it sounds like it's going to be Tatum. Just because, one, apparently the Celtics haven't even spoken to Josh Jackson yet.
0: Which doesn't necessarily mean that they won't
2: pick him if they like
0: him. They'll no, it, do, him. it
2: doesn't, but the, I think they've had him in twice. And Josh Jackson did cancel
0: on them, too. Which
2: I, right, and I think Josh Jackson is rather duplicative with Jalen Brown and Jake Crowder and a bunch of other guys that have in their, seat, in their team. What they really need is a secondary scorer to complement Isaiah. Because right now, they're the Isaiah and a bunch of guys who can defend. If They, they can balance that take some of that pressure off of Isaiah with another scorer on the wing, that can open up a lot more for the rest of the offense. And Tatum is
0: the more polished offensive oh, yeah. player. yeah, he, he's NBA ready from that standpoint. Um, Char, but from Duke. Oh, sorry. You done? No. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Char, what, are, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I I agree with the Tatum call on this one. and I, You know, for a lot of the reasons that you guys said, and also for the fact that, you know, because Draymond Green because Draymond Green has essentially, you know, changed altered the landscape of the NBA power forward position to where, you know, you can't get it done with a 6'10", 6'11" guy who can't shoot from the outside, mm-hmm. who's too slow to chase people around. You need, you know, a 6'8", 6'9" versatile guy who can, you know, bang with the big boys down low and also, you know, handle the ball and initiate the offense and I think that's pretty much what you're getting with uh, Tatum here is 10, 15 years ago I think the guy would have had a tough time sticking in the NBA because you would have wondered, is he a small forward or Mm -hmm. is he a power forward? Probably too small to guard the power forwards and too slow to guard the small forwards. But now, I mean, you're getting a guy who's perfectly versatile in a position in a a league that really doesn't have positions anymore. So, yeah, I think long-winded answer, yes, Tatum, I agree. Kind,
0: Kind of how the NFL has become a passing league. The NBA has become a positionless league or is slowly migrating into that direction.
1: Way to weave in the NFL into the NBA. I, I,
0: I feel sorry for that. Training really coming <laughs> up in like it, it, it. two months or something. Or so. Knox is coming up soon. I can't wait. Yeah.
2: I feel really sorry for that uh, seven-foot lumbering white guy who used to be able to make a nice solid career for himself in the NBA that I can't even get. Big Country league. Reeves. Jake
0: Sakhalidis.
1: <laughs> oh, Big Jake. I felt like there was a Isn't bit of he a... Isn't he wh- the original
0: Greek freak? <laughs> <My> <laughs> he, is he is now. Magig Lemp. Oh, boy. <laughs> No. Is that? The, I didn't even know. Was Machek? Maciek, Maciek land? Come on, dude. Have respect for Polish people.
1: Is he Polish or wasn't he Turkey's finest? Oh
0: no, Maciek, he was. Yeah. He was hey, Polish. Come on, you're it? talking to the original Polish. My,
1: my people. sincere apologies <laughs> to all the people.
0: Now I'm going. kind of concerned that I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> Polish. Um. Anyway, lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Ah, uh, yes, the three number three pick. I think we're all on board there. Uh, any last thoughts comments number four on that oh number four is that an important thing to talk about uh, no not on a Sun's podcast not at all let's let's move on nobody's nobody's number five Um, five. I'm interested in Sacramento yeah I want to know love
2: Sacramento apparently De'Aaron Fox actually wants to go there so or maybe he's just saying that because he wants top five money Maybe we'll That's be- a red flag right there. I mean, you got to check the guy's head
0: after <laughs> volunteering to go to Sacramento. <laughs> Some serious problems. Yeah. <laughs> he's on the no draft list all across the board now for teams. Okay, so number especially three, Sacramento. Number <laughs> yeah, Sacramento is like he's crazy. He wants to come play for <laughs> us. <laughs> they don't even trust him anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's a little <laughs> a little too nuts. He's a little too excited about Sacramento. Um, number four. Number four. Who are the Phoenix Suns going to? Sure. You're trying, you Let's sure you want to go to me first I this want, time? You, unless you, you don't want to. Guest of honor.
1: I will. No, I, l- I love the tone of that guest of honor thing, so I'll, I'll, gladly, <laughs> I'll gladly do the honors there. You know, I think the best available, based on who we have going one through three right now, is De'Aaron Fox. Um, I, sh- I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. I'd shudder, uh, you know, I'd like it if it wasn't for the logjam of specifically Kentucky point guards that <laughs> we have on the team right now. Um, developing a trend is what it is. Right. Well, it's not really a trend we, anymore.
2: It's more We take the Kentucky point guards. Sacramento takes the Kentucky big men. It's just kind of the way it works. That's right.
1: <laughs> and we also, don't forget our other trend, we take the uh, worst of the two brothers uh, yes. is also our thing. Uh, did you know Darren no Fox's dad Griffin. is
2: named Aaron Fox?
0: Hmm. Huh. I did not. Yeah, because he was talking shit at Ball today. <laughs> Good for him. I wonder if his mom's name is like Deanna. Or something and they just combine their names to make his name
2: hey
1: you know the two of you of key and peel are ever looking for a replacement i think <laughs> you guys would be right in line for that yes. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you know one of those guys directed that movie get out have you guys mm-hmm. seen that movie
1: what uh, or peel directed yeah. get out? Uh, yeah.
0: didn't he seem did. like he it was like it didn't seem like it was really up their alley but i guess a bunch of the folks from the league have done like horror movies but at any rate yeah he wrote and directed them. i digress
1: I heard some great. I will digress with you, but I did hear some great things about him. that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to I it. Tried I tried to
0: watch it the other night. And my wife's like, "Looks well, really scary." I'm like, "Yeah, that's why I want to watch it." So, <laughs> so we we, we rented that movie with LeBron in it. Mm. <laughs> I will say, Ready I did back? not. I not your took favorite. a stance and did not finish it.
1: Right, just like LeBron in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> a true man of principle you are. So I guess here, you know, to make it simple. I think the pick is Josh Jackson. I'm not thrilled about it. I'm not as high on Jackson as the rest of you guys are. I think the best two talents in this draft are Ball and then closely followed by Fox. And I get this sinking feeling that because of past mistakes. Do <laughs> You
2: think those are the two best talents?
1: I think those are the two best players in the draft are Alonzo Ball and then... So you think... Fultz is the third
0: best player in this draft?
1: I think Fultz is the third best, best player. I think Fultz is the third best player in the draft. I mean, if you look at it, his team went 9-22, and, and everyone's ready to hail him well, as the next ben coming... Simmons of, and, he
2: went one,
1: so. and we have not seen Ben Simmons play yet, so, I mean, we, we don't thought. have that's, a conclusive... That's the
2: of Le- the 76 uh.
1: I can't get around 9-22. I mean, in an era where we want to possibly bring down LeBrons, I know like, this is your favorite Dude. topic, Justin, but we want to bring down LeBron for going 3-6 and six in the NBA Finals against top-notch competition, and we want to bring down his career of possibly the greatest player of all time. It's n- I didn't say the greatest for all those Jordan fans. I said possibly the greatest. But if we want to do that, and we're not holding an 18-year-old kid accountable for the fact that his college team in a good Pac-12 conference last year, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, they went 9-22. and 9-22. and 22. I'm
2: not good at math, but that's bad. It's not like you have stars in this league right now who played for shitty college basketball teams? I mean, Paul George went to Cal State Fullerton. They weren't good when he was there. He was good, but he didn't have anything around him, and you can only do so much. Clay Thompson went, I think he went to Washington State. He went State, to Washington he, State. And they sucked when he was there. They but, didn't go
1: 9 22. I mean, they they weren't in the NCAA tournament, but his senior year, I mean, they were on the cusp of the NCAA tournament to decent in the NIT.
2: Right, but you also have to look at where. Um, Washington State, when Fultz signed on, what was expected was Chris was going to stick around. He wasn't expected to jump. I think... Was there another guy who jumped early, too? So, like, there was going to be a... The
0: Spurs
2: drafted, right? What,
0: what's that? Sorry.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, what's his name? The guy the Spurs drafted last year. Wasn't he off of Washington? Um,
2: but there are a couple guys who jumped that, they, that weren't Never expected to jump after their first year. And so, when you, at, when you take Fultz, you put a guy like Chris with him. You put I can't, whoever the Spurs drafted... Um, they would have had a team there, but what happened was those guys jumped and they didn't have true true replacements ready to go. John Murray. John Murray, yeah. Good call. So you take John T. Murray. Thank you, thank you,
0: Shar. Somebody gives me a little credit on this podcast.
2: <laughs> you know the two
0: of you are this adorable, <laughs> not
1: <non-married> married married <laughs> couple. I'm beginning to realize how goes yet? on. It makes uh, sense.
0: Okay, yeah. Paul, continue your, your comment now, but Paul, I, Paul. But ba- back to your
2: point, I loved Aaron Fox. Like, my dream scenario is somehow we get – we had the third pick and somehow – and I guess I like, like traded Bledsoe for the fifth pick and got Fox and Jackson and like sura- basically surrounded Booker with those two talents. Right. So from a defensive end, he's masked, but also you have passing, you have, you have defense, you have slashing, you have – no, actually, you don't have shooting. But I, I just thought that would have balanced really well also with the rest of the roster that we have. So that, that was, like, my dream scenario of somehow this turning out, of having these five young guys whose skills all complement each other. But in my opinion, with where we still are, as long as Eric Bledsoe's on the team and it doesn't look like he's being traded anytime soon and all the point guards, or most of the point guards worth drafting will, get, will have been off the board by the time Bledsoe gets... or by the time the Suns pick, I think the move as of right now is still Josh Jackson because he is... The best player available, but he also fills a glaring need on the Suns, which is some that that defense athleticism at that wing spot.
1: And I think there, I think there's no question as far as the need factor. I think Jackson is the guy if you're trying to fill a need. Which again, I'm just saying I, it gives me a sinking feeling that past mistakes of loading up with possibly the wrong people at the point guard position are going to make us pass up on you know someone we might possibly look back the next at John Wall. exactly. A good, Great comparison, yeah. And, exactly. Or possibly
2: the next out for Peyton, so. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, I, I'd lean Fox more towards Wall. That's fair. Um, first of all, Washington State, Clay Thomas the last year went 22 and 13. So, not quite 9 and 22. Not quite 9 and 22, yeah. True. Uh, they but, won nine conference games, though, so there's that. But <laughs> I am of the opinion that Josh Jackson is the guy to take. Uh, I think I've said this before, have I not? I think perhaps. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think his his perceived inability to shoot is overblown. Uh, again, I've said this before. The guy shot 38% from three-point range this year. The second half of the season shot almost 50%, shot like just a shade over 48%. Free throw shooting, okay, yeah, there's a problem there, but... Uh, if, if he's able to translate his ability to shoot from the outside into the NBA, you've got a guy that's basically like a three and D dude on steroids because of his crazy athleticism, his ability to facilitate, um, and, uh, uh you know, he's not just going to be sitting there playing some defense and then sitting in the corner shooting threes, um, Totally lost where I was going right there with the rest of that. <laughs> we were talking about, oh, and and as far as, you know, the, the Shari, your point about uh, them passing up on, you know, a point guard who they think is, who they potentially would think is, you know, maybe higher rated, but don't want to do so because of past mistakes. I don't see Ryan McDonough as the type of guy who really is... Caring about past mistakes. I mean, he's made some big mis- He's made a few big mistakes, but he also hit a lot of home runs. And he hasn't come across at any point throughout uh, his tenure here with the Suns as somebody who's going to be shy or timid in, in in taking some sort of action if he feels like it's the right thing to do. So, while I think it's Jackson, if if the Suns think De'Aaron Fox is the guy, like I have no doubt that they'll take him. Um, and and I mean, he's already drafted like I don't know forty three Kentucky guards. It's not like he's worried about drafting another Kentucky guard. I don't think. Um, you could also make an argument for Isaac too.
1: Sure, sure. Well, I mean, what, what do you guys know about this Florida State kid? I, I didn't really get a chance to watch them play much.
2: Um, he's raw, but he's got a lot of he's got a lot of potential. Um, he he's like a three four combo a little bit more, so he's on the bigger end. Um, But, again, also provides a lot of the same defense as um, that you think you could possibly get out of Jackson. Um, Honestly, I haven't seen too much of him either. I'm really going off of a lot of just, like, what I've read and some YouTube highlights and whatnot because I didn't didn't really watch a lot of Florida State during the year. And I'm trusting guys who do this for a living, not guys like us who just do this on a Tuesday night. (laughs) <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> hey man, it's us I, you, Tuesday nighters that built this world. Yes, I mean exactly,
0: Shar. Thank you, Justin. Nailed it. Um, I I like I do like Isaac. Uh, if if Jackson's off the board, then I, I would say again, assuming the folks who we anticipate to be off the board are off the board as well. Uh, actually, that doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, so let's say Jason Tatum's on the board. Jackson's off the board, and we've got Tatum, Isaac. Uh, and uh, Fox, I would probably lean towards Isaac myself. Um, he's a 3-4 right now, but yeah. I think he's close. He's more of a 4 than a 3, and I think he has some potential to fill out and play a little bit of 5. And the idea of... That could be a hell of a rotation. Exactly. Right if you have Chris, who's a freakish athlete, Bender, who is something, we'll find out eventually. Hopefully. The, the <laughs> boy's got 2.0. handles, that's, that's for sure. Um, and then you've got... Uh, uh, Isaac, who can maybe play some five as well, maybe play a good chunk of five, who's also a freakish athlete, who his per 40 in terms of uh, 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 rebounds when he was at Florida State was impressive, uh, based on my recollection. And uh, he's shown the propensity to be able to put the ball on the hoop too. Uh, you know, I think that's a an excellent front court moving forward. Um so I, I'm, I'm a big Isaac guy, and I think he, next to Jackson, possibly has the most upside. Now, the most upside can also be you know a way of saying they might be a big bust as well, but I, I think that because of how raw he is, uh, but because of the skill level that he's already shown, notwithstanding the fact that he is probably more raw than the other guys that are in this draft— um, he, he has the potential to be something something special out of this too. So if if Jackson's off the board, Jackson's the guy that I want to see the Suns take, but if he's not there, um and and they take Isaac, I think that's a fantastic move. But I mean, this draft is so loaded that I don't know that they can take anybody at four and I'm gonna be like, Oh my god, no, that's right, horrible. Right. Unless they, you know unless us take, take um- like T J Leaf at four, then I'll <laughs>
1: It does feel My like a loaded draft, though. Yeah. It does feel like a loaded top five, yeah. top six draft. I think draft. the
2: only one I'd be disappointed in is Tatum. Just because we basically have Tatum and Warren.
1: And Marquis Chris? No. And TJ Warren? Yeah. you think that's the better Tatum comparison? Very much
2: so. I mean... Jim, oh, I disagree with you there. Very, very much so. I think Tatum... Tatum is... Tatum's a better shooter. He's a better shooter, but their skill set is very similar, both from a... their are scorer. Don't have the greatest defensive capabilities, they're not above the rim guys, but we've already got that skill set there in TJ, duplicating that with Tatum, I'd rather have a guy who switches it up, who if we played both those guys on the court at the same time, aren't trying to be in the same spots and overlap each other.
0: The the difference that I see between a Warren and a Tatum is that Warren, uh, to me, is more of a, how do I put this, like a junk scorer. He doesn't have to – he's like Marion. He doesn't have to have plays designed for him, uh, Marion without a weird shot or three that goes in regularly. Um, he doesn't have to have plays designed for him. He scores a lot on hustle. He scores a lot on knowing where to be at what time. But I think Tatum has a lot more offensive ability uh, when it comes to being able to create his own shot, um, You know, shoot off the dribble, uh, things like that. So I think that they're similar to the extent that they are both good offensive – threes, but I think they bring different types of offense to it. Agreed.
1: Retain. Agreed. I think Tatum's got a little bit more ball skill than T.J. Warren, whereas Warren might be a bit of a more natural scorer and slasher than Tatum, but I agree with you there. By the way, while we're talking about these this litany of small forwards all of a sudden, can we take a second and just spill one out for my man P.J. Tucker, oh. who— I know he's left us, but he's one of my favorite Phoenix Suns of all time. It was great watching him actually get a chance in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that coach was thinking, but I would have played him 48 minutes if I had to and just put him on LeBron James and let let the man do his thing. Just
0: be like, PJ, you know what? Stay down on the defensive side. You're going right. to go down on offense. Just wait for LeBron to come back. I'm That's
1: you. right. If this is, Dwayne Casey, if you're listening to me, this is Sharva Amani, the Red Couch for, net, not a porn site. and not I, a porn site. Not a porn site. And I – I am telling you, you put P.J. Tucker out there on the best offensive player on the other team for 40 minutes a night, and you will see what the man can do.
2: Well, I mean, that's assuming he stays at Toronto. I mean, he is a free agent, and I want to see that dude get paid. I'd like to actually see him also stay in a winning situation, but the dude deserves to get paid. He's earned
1: that Absolutely. money. Agreed. Completely agreed.
0: It's, it's He's on the – is he over 35? No. no, but he, I think we went over this before. I'm pretty sure he's younger than us. It's not surprising. Way to
1: date us, Justin.
0: <laughs> We've done it before. So, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the podcast, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize
1: my personal info was going to get thrown out there tonight.
0: Social security number. <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
2: <laughs> again, I was happy for him to see him play for in the playoffs and actually contribute. Unfortunately, the the Cavs rolled. The,
0: just turned 32. Oh, good for him! So he's got a, he's got another happy friend. birthday, yeah. PJ.
2: He's got another good contract in him, and I'd like with the new cap and whatever. I want to see him make it sure. as, as possible. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to keep up that shoe collection, and that can get pricey, especially when he's got to
0: get those ZO twos. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
1: yeah. Aren't they he's having issues
0: all the like them though, or something? Like, didn't Lonzo Ball not wear his own shoe to his Lakers? Uh, yeah, cause, because they they only have they only have the mock... Work a model. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> not practice or try out. Yeah. You were yes. getting
1: there. You were inching
0: your way up there. Going through, that, going through that baby steps. That's right. Exactly. That's exactly. right. Okay. So, contrary to popular belief, the Suns have more than one pick in this draft. You're huh? kidding. Yeah. Wait, no, right. Are, are we just
2: going to skip over the possibility of
0: trading for Porzingis? No, we're not, Paul. We're going to talk about that later. Stick to the
1: script, bro. I mean, it sounds no. like Paul wants to talk about it you now. You know what?
0: Go. Just Go. Well, no go. I'm going to go get a beer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Justin goes to get a beer. Um,
2: There has been word from Woj, Woj Bombs as they are called in parlance, that um, Porzingis is available and the Suns Inquired and uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Big Philly style – uh, shot back with he wanted Devin Booker and the number four pick for that, and I'm pretty sure the Suns laughing his face. But the idea of bringing Porzingis to the Suns is... Um, I would probably trade the farm outside of Devin Booker for Porzingis. Because the goal for this team is to get two young stars to grow together. Sure. And you can't get much better than Porzingis in that age range of guys that are Would you there.
1: Would you trade the number four pick straight up for it? Is it would take more than the number four pick to do it, and hell yes, I would. So it was the Knicks laughing at the Suns who would offer the number four pick? N- no, the, no, the, the no,
2: the, no, the Knicks asked for Booker and the number four
1: Oh, pick. no. Yeah. That's a flat no out now. That was a no. good answer to yeah. that. yes. Yeah. Hang up the phone. Don't I mean, I do
2: Bloodsill on the number four. I do Bledsoe on the number four and stuff. I'd take I'd take Noah back, but I mean, granted, if I'm going to do that, it would. I'm not giving as much stuff up because if you're, if I'm taking eighty million dollars off your payroll, I'm not giving you as much stuff. But I would do.
0: They're people, oh, Paul. You don't call them stuff.
2: Stuff. Okay, stuff. People. I would take back a lot. Um, send out a lot to. Get that guy
1: on our It takes a lot of gall to ask for the number four pick in addition to the Booker. I would think it's the other way where the Knicks would have to offer us their pick in Porzingis <laughs> for Booker just to get me to not hang up immediately. I mean I'd still hang up within ten seconds because Booker's, you know, off the table unless we're talking Steph Curry or, you know, four or five right. other players right now. Um but yeah, I don't I mean, I, in that trade, if it was a straight up trade, I would take Booker over Porzingis, no question.
0: I'm with you. I'm I'm absolutely with you because I think, um, you know, Porzingis is obviously a unicorn. He's been very surprising in what he's done after getting booed like crazy when he got drafted. They shoot rainbows out their butts. (laughs) Um, hmm, hmm. They do. Well, he's (laughs) good. You know, you know, I'm gonna wonder about things like that, Paul. So, so
1: this is the portion where it starts getting weird, finally, huh? Yeah, we got so, enough beard. 36 uh, minutes. All right. Um,
0: so yeah, but I I think that Booker has so much more room to grow. Uh, he, as we've already pointed out here tonight, he's shown an improvement in his ability to be a playmaker um, throughout last season. I still think his defense is going to improve and he's going to become more than a serviceable defender in the NBA. And he went through that first, second half of his rookie year and the first half of last season were a little worrisome, but it seems like he came out of that because he obviously played well, um, you know, towards the second half of the first half of the season and the the remainder of the season last year and, and overall had a good year, so... I think that the the growth that uh, Booker is going to show um, in the future is going right. to exceed that of Porzingis. So I'm with you that I, I wouldn't be interested in losing Booker uh, to get Porzingis.
2: Uh. Well, I also look at it just from the standpoint of trading Booker for Porzingis doesn't change the Sun's situation. It's basically right. shuffling deck chairs. You the I think goal it's making is worse.
0: Mm-hmm. No, got- no, Porzingis is excellent. Porzingis is great. Right, but I think what Char is saying is, okay, if if we're gonna, if if we're giving up Booker to get Porzingis, then presumably we're giving into whatever trade they want us to do. So we're gonna lose perhaps the fourth pick. Perhaps we're gonna lose Chris or Bender. So it's more than just you know Booker going right is that what we're that's a, that's a part
1: of what I'm saying I think that's definitely accurate what, what you're saying um, but I think in addition to that too uh, like you said I don't think that trade would change the deck enough to put us in the playoffs right. and I think we'd be you know going back to your discussion about butts we'd be trading a buttload of potential where I think Booker's ceiling is so much more infinitely higher than Porzingis is is that you know as long as we're going to sock Let's suck the right way, and let's you know let's build with the players that have infinite potential. And I think like, that's well, like by sport. not
0: going after Paul Millsap and free agency. Well, this, you guys that? That wasn't yeah. that wasn't real, was it? No, that's well, still, like th- There's th- a lot th- of stuff
2: that's real because you got to understand it's McDonough's last year, and Sarver wants back in those playoffs. And I think you
0: overblow that. But on.
2: And so you see it all the time that. GMs that are kind of on the hot seat or are really on the hot seat will make moves for self-preservation. Sure. So he may make some short-sighted moves to get back into the playoffs to get that extension that may in turn actually push, like, a lot of those times when those happen, those moves backfire and the guy just, I mean, he got an extension and he gets paid for it, but it hurts the team in the long run, which is part of my issue with Sarver's, uh, position of not giving extensions before contracts have run out. But um, back and to he my... traded
0: draft picks for money like right. eight years ago, so that means he's horrible. Blah, blah, blah.
2: blah, blah, blah. But back, back, to my, back to what I was trying to get to before about the shuffling of deck shares is the goal is to get two young stars together. Trading Booker for Porzingis doesn't do that. It still puts us in the same situation that we still have to find that second star. Right. So, like I said, I would give up I would be willing to trade any other player pick whatever we have available to bring in a player of um, Kristaps' caliber on this this team. Zinger, Godzingus, whatever you want to call him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then let's
1: talk about that other rumor then. Wasn't there a rumor as far as bringing in another star? I mean, I don't know if he's classified as a young star at this point in his career, but what about Kevin Love from Cleveland? There were rumors swirling four around. Four years ago, it, I'd
2: be all over that.
1: Okay, but now, if trade, would you trade the number four pick straight up if that would bring Kevin no. Love to town?
2: No, so I'm very happy going through the organic rebuild, and Kevin Love is a similar a short-sighted win now move of, Eight. and I'd almost feel like we might have to give up Bledsoe to do it as well, and that just doesn't really help it because you need those two vets to play together.
0: Yeah, no, I wouldn't be interested in that either. Because I mean, it's it's like the Porzingis move, but less good because, I mean, you've got a guy who was Kevin Love's getting closer to 30 at this point. I don't think he's quite 30, but we know what he is. You know, you don't know. There's not going to be a whole lot of additional growth. You're getting what you're getting. You know what you're getting. And what he is isn't going to push the Suns to where we as fans hope they eventually end up. Um, whereas at least if you're doing a Porzingis deal, maybe that growth that per- perhaps you and I don't necessarily see there, Shar, that growth potential is higher than what we see, and maybe he could get us there. But ultimately, I think, again, it's just a matter of you're, you're taking a deal in the Porzingis deal that we don't see as being something that would be good for the Suns and just accepting a lesser deal by, by bringing in love. Sure. So that would be sure. zero interest zero
1: yeah not even a little bit i'd be interested if w- straight up in this deal I, I mean i know it's probably impossible but if we could trade number four and one of our assets our less desirable assets that so we want to get rid of a few names i'm sure pop into your minds and get kevin love in return as part of that three-way deal which i think was rumored to be a possibility i would do that deal on a heartbeat if we could get Love and and get rid of one of our assets. Then,
0: then the, the issue that I see with that, and this is something Paul probably would like to speak to because he's mentioned it to me a number of times, is the whole timeline thing. Because, I mean, Kevin Love alone doesn't make this team a contender, right? Right. Uh, and if we want this team to be a contender, assuming that a deal like the Love deal happens and assuming we're still, we still have Eric Bledsoe on the team um, and – uh, assuming the four-pick is gone, we need Booker to develop a little bit more. We're going to need Chris and or Bender to develop a little more, again, assuming both of them are still there, before a team, this team can really become a contender. So you're looking at trading for a guy who's 28. And he he's at, uh, basically the same age as Booker, or excuse me, Bledsoe, and you're bringing him in. Um, and again, when you look at the timelines, the timeframes, the ages, having Bledsoe... And love match up with those younger guys doesn't really put us on our timeline. And I've I've been an, someone who said repeatedly the whole time frame thing with Bledsoe. I get it, but I don't think see it as a huge deal. But if suddenly your two main cogs are on a different timeline than the rest of your team, then I think it becomes more of an issue.
2: Yeah, cause you, if you have a couple young guys you are bringing up, like young Kawhi on. The Spurs—they're able to bring him up slowly because their team was designed to be an older, competitive team now, and he just kind of grew into that. Whereas, if you're taking a whole team as a bunch of young guys and you have a couple old guys who become the centerpieces, it just doesn't—the math doesn't work as well. So, if you're going to do that, I am
0: not yet working on it. I feel like you've been saying that since like the beginning of the season. Hey, it takes a long October. time to pass CPA exams, I'll be a CPA man. I, I hear you, Paul. Can't wait. With you. you can't wait.
2: You gonna take me out to dinner? Celebrate? Maybe. Find <laughs> me something nice. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know where I. I got <laughs> Well, you guys were talking about your dinner plans. I
1: think I think that (laughs) unless there's another trade rumor, uh, were we going to talk about? Char is is
0: the. This is the first and last time he's going to be a special guest. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Um, That didn't take me long. No, that would no. Usually, that last until the second day. That was you not wanting to come back, not 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 Uh, me welcoming you. Well, that makes me feel better. No, I will always be honest. We do want to talk about second round, Char. Um, please, because I am. 32 and 57, I believe the Suns have. But let's just talk – unless you want to talk about 57 also. Uh, I know you have some individuals in mind for the Suns at 32. Please let us know. You you know, I'm going to
1: throw out one name, you know, not just because it's an awesome name and not to bring up Key and Peele again and we'll one day end up on one of those segments that they love to do. But uh, (laughs) the kid out of South Carolina, Cindarius Thornwell – I thought he had a pretty spectacular run in the tournament. He's a senior. He's polished. Uh, the guy's got good size for someone who's going to be a shooting guard and playing out on the wing. I think he's six six. Um, he I, I, it, players that make that sort of run in the NCAA tournament are usually ones that stick out to me, and mm-hmm. I think I think are ones that can come in and contribute immediately. And I'm baffled by the fact that he's not. Uh, slotted right. He's not slated yeah. to be going until the end of the first round or the beginning of the second. Right now,
0: I'm sure that means the Spurs will take him instead. And we'll get him I'm the, take him right before us.
1: You know, the Spurs. If I if if gambling was legal in Arizona and they had this bet, you know, in places where gambling is illegal, I don't think they have this bet. But if you could bet that Justin Jackson of North Carolina would end up a San Antonio Spur, i put my mortgage on it. No, that's probably why. I'm pretty
0: sure sure you can do that somewhere.
1: Well, we need to find find that place because Justin Jackson is the exactly... The
2: spursiest of spurs. The
1: spursiest of spurs. And I apologize, Mr. Jackson, um, from Phoenix Suns. Do you mean I'm sorry, (laughs) Mr. Good reference. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Talk about early 2000s song references right there. Um, Back to dating us. Right. Go on. But, uh... Justin Jackson, I think if he's available when the Spurs are picking in the end of the first round, they're going to look at him. But for the Suns, I think Sandarius Thornwell was one. A couple other names I had since, you know, we're packed. Well, at least I'm a Pac 12 guy. Uh, what do you guys think about the two Oregon kids?
0: Dylan Brooks, I would love.
1: Dylan Brooks, uh, Jordan Bell is, mm-hmm. you know, they, they Bell, think he's going to go around this time. Yeah. And then Tyler Dorsey is another guy who's intriguing to me as a shooter, even Mm. though it seems like we have plenty of those. Mm.
0: I actually haven't put as much thought into Dorsey, but again, possibly just because it's more of a second, you know, towards the the latter half, or latter part of the first round, second round. Sure. Um, But thinking back to, you know, the number of times that uh, he hurt U of A this year, um... (laughs)
1: You did hurt us a lot. <laughs> I guess that
0: that would that would that would be that wouldn't be a bad pick. Um, Paul.
2: Honestly, I can't be. He, speak he went to school grad school,
0: so <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't we all make bas- mistakes. They don't Paul. play basketball there. We well. all, I, I wasn't about to
2: spend a year in Tucson.
1: Hey, you know, we all we all make My mistakes. My wife
2: would have divorced me if I told her we were going to Tucson even for a year. She because
0: she's just looking for a reason
1: your wife would have divorced you for other reasons if you had taken her to Tucson for the no Tucson would
0: just have been the last straw <laughs> I feel like we're getting deep
2: here she re- doesn't
0: listen to this, does she? she does oh, probably, I'll, I'll take care of this part don't worry <laughs> but no uh, I,
2: unfortunately I'm, I've never really been a big college basketball fan and don't really start looking at players until it starts becoming I have an idea of where the teams I pay attention to are picking and I just didn't have time to start looking at that second round, so I. Your guys are talking about stuff that I
1: don't know enough. Hey, about. man! I mean, you got your hands full with taking Justin out to dinner and you know making He's sure the me. relationship. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. <laughs> Whatever it is, the two of you guys are spending plenty of time I to am dinner, the catch. so it. <laughs> it's un- it's understandable. I'm going to mention one more <laughs> name, which I think is interesting, and you know might even be available super late in the second round, okay. which is the the Villanova kid who kind of was a late bloomer. Yeah, um, Josh Hart. Yes, thank you. Uh, the guy's just a gamer. Four
0: years uh, senior, which is going to be a knock
1: on him because nobody seems to like four year seniors anymore. Right. Yeah. But winner winner think- winner is the operative term. The guy, if you go back and watch the national championship two years ago. Against North Carolina he was playing, you know, he locked down Justin Jackson mm-hmm. who's three to four inches taller than him. He can he's played shooting guard for that team, he's played power forward for that team as a six four guard. Uh, he just does whatever it takes to win.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely one of those guys that if he's there, especially with that late pick, there's no there's there's no uh, there there's no downside to giving him a giving him a run. I mean, uh, especially again with that pedigree. Uh, With his winning background, with his uh, uh, ability to uh, defend multiple positions. Uh, I think when you're talking about a late round draft pick, a guy that has that type of. You're not looking for upside at that point, you know? You're looking for someone who's going to contribute to your team. And I think Josh Hart would be a fantastic uh, ad. I'll take your
2: guys' word for it. Not to be confused with Josh Hart. I, w- once they draft whoever they draft, I'm gonna do a deep dive on highlights, and I'll just I'll go all in on that guy like I did on Archie Goodwin. So that worked I, out well. I yeah.
1: feel like when you say you're gonna do a deep dive on something, it's lights off throughout the house,
2: reading you, the red couch, watching the red right, couch. Right, <laughs> you
1: watch. Well, I don't know. I don't know. You get to the red couch immediately. I think it starts out with a smoke filled room with some cheap malt liquor. You know, and but just I'm higher I, than that. I like the Potter's firing on the But Shar has
0: you pegged. It's Potter's 100% <laughs> pegged uh, On that note, I think we've hit on everything we wanted to hit on uh, on this fine evening, have we not, gentlemen? I agree. Shar, I will thank you again for joining us on this uh, episode of Bright Side of the Suns for the Fans by the Fans podcast. Let's look forward to the draft. Let's look forward to doing this again. Let's Absolutely. look forward to people checking out theredcouch.net. Please not do. Not the adult sites. Do you have a Twitter handle you want to plug as well or not so much?
1: You know, we are a t- technological development and process at theredcouch.net, not a porn site. Um, so we will get to the Twitter handle in a bit, but do check out theredcouch.net. Uh, you will see a mock draft posted by... Justin and I sometime in the next two days and hopefully this podcast. Hopefully as before well. the draft. That's right, that's right. We timeliness has not been our thing yet, but you know, we can we can improve on that. And thank you guys for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure being on this with you guys.
0: Absolutely, man. Well, um, as always, you guys can catch me on Twitter at So Says Jay and Paul. At Dervish of World. And until next time, Suns fans, after the draft Depending on when you're listening to us, have a good evening, a good morning, or good night. I did that backwards. That was weird. Yeah, you've got the afternoon, too. Whatever. Good oh. afternoon. There, go on. Well, and I'll end with, Joey doesn't share food. I don't know what that's from, but it's from France. good job. <laughs> Take care, folks. Adios.